This episode is brought to you by my free five-day Book More Birthdays Challenge. If you are a business owner that books children's parties or events, whether you are a physical location or a mobile business, I want to help you create a rock-solid plan to book out your birthday calendar for the rest of 2022 through 2023 in just five days beginning soon. So head to the show notes or episode description to join us now. First, we're going to audit our current strategies, crunch all the numbers, figure out how we could be better attracting our most ideal clients. You know, those ones who not only gladly pay your full prices, but who you also love working with, and then create a plan to execute the strategy to book out our calendars and empower and excite our teams to be an integral part of the process. Join me for five days of value-packed info inside a closed participant-only Facebook group, all starting soon. Head to the show notes and join us now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So before we get into any more talk about how to get our businesses running like clockwork, I want to take my previous episode, episode 114, a step further. So if you recall in that last episode, I encouraged you to look at your task list for the day and break your tasks down into four buckets from Mike Michalowicz's book, which is called Clockwork. And those buckets are doing, deciding, delegating, and designing, that 4D mix. And I shared that most of us are probably very heavy into the doing bucket. And that's okay because that's where all of us start. But the point is that we do need to understand how we're currently spending our time so that we can make that shift. So then from the doing, we further broke our tasks into four more categories, attract, convert, deliver, and collect. And I mentioned that for me, as an owner with limited time and limited creative and physical energy, I always prioritize what I call money-making tasks on my list, which usually fall under the attract or convert categories because that's where business growth happens. So if you want to hear more about the 4D structure or about breaking down your doing bucket into the attract convert, deliver, and collect buckets, go back and listen to episode 14. But deliver and collect happen after the sale. And while those tasks are equally important, they're also easier to delegate to a team member with a standard operating procedure. And they're not as productive of a use of our time as owners with a few exceptions. So If you are an artist that has a very specific talent, then you might want to delegate the attracting and converting, but you might want to keep the delivering part for yourself because you're the artist. You're the only person that can deliver that final product. So that is an exception. So if you're a balloon artist or if you paint or anything like that, that is going to be the exception. 
All right. So now, like I said, I want to take this one step further. And this is where we get really specific into the indoor playground industry because Mike's book is very general and that's a good thing. It can be applied to any business or any industry, but this is where I really want to start getting specific. So once you have your money-making tasks defined, I want you to further categorize those tasks into two different categories of revenue, lead and supporting. And when I was preparing for this episode, to be honest, I was literally racking my brain. I was Googling for what to call these two categories, because usually I just call them in my own crazy business owner head. I call these revenue streams big and not big. (laughs) Those are my two categories of revenue streams, big and not big, but that's just not going to cut it here. So I decided to do a little play on words because this is the profitable play podcast after all. So I decided I, I decided to go with lead and supporting. So thank you for that creativity. Again, it's just a little play on words to keep this fun. So what do I mean by lead and supporting? Well, first, I want to say this. I know every business is different. I know that some may disagree with this or even take offense, and that's okay. I am just out here sharing my personal experience and what I've noticed to be the biggest, most significant differentiator between businesses in this industry who thrive and whose owners are able to live that entrepreneurial dream that we talked about in episode 114, and those who are simply surviving barely scraping by each month and feeling straight up burned out. So take from this episode and all my episode episodes what serves you and leave whatever does not serve you. And that's okay. You don't need to implement every word I say. I'm just saying this is my preferred way of doing things. Okay? Okay. So Lead revenue streams are anything that fits into yet another one of two categories. And by the way, if you're in Playmaker Society, I posted a diagram for you to sort all of this out because I know we are on like the 10th layer of categories and it can get confusing. So head to our closed group if you need a visual. But these two categories of money making tasks and revenue streams are number one, big ticket. So parties, block of classes, mobile rental booking. So anything that's over like I'd say two or $300 is considered a quote unquote big ticket item. And then the second category is recurring. So memberships that renew month after month, class passes that renew month after month, anything that renews monthly without you having to intervene as the business owner. And to be completely honest, I think I used all my creative juices to come up with the lead and supporting revenue categories. So big ticket and recurring are all I got here. I couldn't come up with any more creative names. So these are lead roles when it comes to your revenue streams and should always take priority. And we're going to talk about why in a moment. And again, supporting roles when it comes to revenue is everything else. 
So singular event passes, class passes, open play passes, one-off retail item sales, gift cards, coffee and cafe sales, all of that. Those are all supporting roles. So why do I prefer to break it down in this way? Well, it comes back to a few things. Number one, we have a finite amount of time and energy as business owners. And number two, payroll is hella expensive and it is a drain on us as business owners. And I get that. So in a perfect world, would we give our absolute all to every aspect of our business? Sure, maybe, but we are not in a perfect world, my friends. So let's just get back to reality, shall we? So I categorize any big ticket or recurring sales as lead roles because prioritizing these items is the key to your freedom as a business owner to being able to step back and letting your team run the show, to creating a substantial, reliable income as a business owner. It's the key to preventing burnout, which might be the most important factor. And are there plenty of exceptions to this rule? Sure. Again, maybe. But again, this is my experience. So let's talk about the why behind this, and let's look at two hypothetical businesses. So business A focuses on big ticket and recurring revenue streams. Business B focuses on those supporting revenue streams. So open play, classes, things like that. And neither of these count as big ticket or recurring. So they might have memberships and parties and things like that, but Neither are a focus. And just a quick note, having something available is not the same as making it a priority. So a lot of business owners might be listening to this and saying, yeah, we do parties. Yeah, we do memberships, but they don't sell that great. They don't book like you say. And I would challenge you again to just stick with me because it's all about actually making a concerted concerted effort in your marketing and in your entire business to make these a priority. So simply having them available as options is not the same thing. All right. Anyways, back to business A and business B. Now let's say both businesses want to hit a goal of let's say 20,000 per month in revenue, just so we have a nice even number to work with. And let's say these businesses are brand new, so they just opened. So sure, they've been marketing like crazy in preparation for their opening day, but let's say they are starting this month from square one. So business A would need to sell, let's say, 25 parties in a month, averaging about $500 in gross revenue, which is realistic. Again, remembering we are speaking in absolutes here. So Businesses, especially indoor playgrounds, rarely operate in absolutes in this way. So this business likely does have other income from coffee to open play passes and all that other stuff. So just know this is just for example's sake. So let's say the only income is parties and memberships. So again, we arrive at the 25 parties in one month number because again, the numbers may be a tiny bit off. Just keep that in mind. But Again, let's keep moving. 
So business A, in addition to those 25 parties, also needs to sell 150 memberships this month to meet their $20,000 per month in revenue goals. Again, let's say if the average membership price is, say, $50 a month. And quite honestly, for most places, it's much more expensive. So again, feel free to plug in your own numbers here. And yes, selling 150 memberships will not be an easy feat, but again, stay with me. So that's business A's reality. 25 parties at $500 each and 150 memberships at $50 each. That's 175 transactions in total. Only 175 conversions needed. 175 customers that business needs to attract to hit their goal. And again, sure, some may overlap and members can book parties, but again, we're just keeping this simple. So 175 transactions. And by the way, if you want to get into the net profit and net margin and profit margin and all that good stuff, my annual Book More Birthdays Challenge is where we get into that nitty gritty. So head to the show notes if you want to sign up for that or if that kind of stuff makes your ears perk up a little bit like me. Again, I talked about it at the top of the episode and it's linked in the show notes. But anyways, let's look at business B, who does classes and open play, and that's their focus. And again, they might offer memberships, they might offer parties, just like business A offers classes and open play. But again, it's not their focus. So let's say on average for business B, transactions are $20 each. So sure, again, classes might be $30 and open play might be $15, but For numbers sake, and since it's 6 a.m. as I'm recording this episode, let's just average it out at $20, shall we? So business B is going to need 1,000 transactions to hit that 20K a month goal. That's 1,000 separate customers they need to get in the door to meet their goal. Even more so, assuming they're only charging for kids. So more than a thousand people need to pass their doors, maybe double that. That's 83% more conversions needed for business B than business A. Just one party booking for business A means that business B would need 25 sales to meet that same $500 in revenue. So Business B needs to work a lot harder. They need to have 25 sales calls or 25 conversations, or they need to show up in their search results for 25 different customers for every one customer that business A needs to. And let me just tell you again from experience that 83% will burden your soul and you will feel it after a few months. I'm not kidding. Business B will have to be constantly posting, hustling, and scraping by for every single sale that will barely result in a drop in the bucket for them. And like I said, they will always be in this constant cycle. And that's just the first month each of these play cafes are in business. So let's hop in our time machines and take a look six months down the road. Business A still needs to host those 25 parties, but let's say they already have their 150 members, which yes, again, uh, likely took time to get, 
but with my method to create an offer, attract, and convert new members, and most importantly, retain them. Again, I teach all of this in Playmaker Society. They have access to a specific course all about exactly how to convert and retain members, but let's say they did all that. Let's say business A now has 150 active members with a fairly low churn or cancellation rate. So let's say that business A needs to book 25 parties for that month, and we'll say they need to sell 10 memberships due to cancellations or mispayments. So that accounts for the churn rate. That's 35 total sales that business A needs to make in one month. And business owner A is also able to look at their month's calendar and know exactly how much revenue they're making and when that's going to come in. But again, back to business B. They're still hustling for those 1,000 distinct sales. We are starting the month as business owner B with no certainty when it comes to revenue. And we start the hustle and scrape together process all over again. And when it comes to seasonality, watch out business B. If you had a slow open play season, business B comes to a screeching halt. And sure, again, for the doubters, even parties and membership sales are seasonal, but I promise you they will not fluctuate as significantly as open play or those one-off sales. Assuming that you have your messaging down and that you're in Playmaker Society and Again, you know exactly how to sell parties. So now, after six months in business, business B is now needing 97% more sales in that month than business A. And like I said, that's truly 97% more work when it comes to the attracting and converting tasks in your business. This is why I preach so often about the importance of big ticket and recurring sales. It's so much easier to make one recurring membership sale and keep your churn rate low than it is to have a brand new sale and convert a brand new customer every single time. And you might be thinking, Michelle, not everyone who comes through my doors wants a membership or is even a good fit for a membership. And that's fair. But I bet you 15% of the people that come through your door are the perfect fit. And if they were shown their options by someone who is coached to make the sale, they will become a member. If business B could have just converted 15% of their customers that first month into recurring members, their lives, businesses, and revenue would look completely different six months in. Again, just 15% of open play customers in this scenario need to be converted into members to make this work. And you also might be saying, Michelle, even though business A needs to make less sales, parties are hard work. That business is seeing just as many customers come through the door as business B. And yes, that is true. But who would you rather rely on to bring those customers in? you and your team and your ad spend and marketing efforts? Or would you rather have those 25 customers who booked parties invite their families and friends, their customers, potential customers for you who have children who could 
easily benefit from your parties and services, who would you rather, you and your team? Or would you rather rely on those 25 customers to bring those people through your door? Many owners feel a resistance to this shift because they feel like they use open play as a quote unquote audition for parties. And they can still do that. No one here is saying that you need to cut out or stop offering open play. But party attendings are potential bookings as well. And guess what? Now you have their email since they also filled out your waiver, just like your open play customers. And again, you did not need to spend your time or energy or money to get those people in your door. You just needed to convert that one party client into a booking to get that accomplished. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't cut out printed invites for our parties, because it's essentially putting printed marketing material into the hands of customers who are going to gladly disperse it to our ideal customers at their expense. And converting party guests into more bookings is exactly what we are talking about in the next episode. So if you're kind of left wondering, okay, that sounds great, but how do I do that? Just stay tuned. And to wrap this episode up, the biggest mistake that I made when I was first starting out is assuming that all play cafes and indoor playgrounds looked like and operated like business B, that they focused on open play and just offered parties and memberships as an extra stream of revenue. And that is true of many places. Unfortunately, many of those places will and have closed as a result, not because the owner lacked vision or intelligence or that the space was poorly designed, but because the owner was burned out from scraping by each month, hustling for each and every small sale. And like I said, I ran myself into the ground trying the system for the first six or so months. So just know it doesn't have to be that way. So your play of the day today is to look at your tasks, which you already broke down into money-making versus maintenance tasks back in episode 14. Now I want you to separate those money-making tasks into supporting revenue roles. So open play, cafe, classes, all that good stuff. And leading revenue roles, big ticket and recurring. And see what happens when, again, you place a true concerted, (laughs) again, this word always trips me up, concerted effort on focusing on the latter those leading revenue streams. And this won't happen overnight, but when you do make that shift and when people come to know your business for parties and memberships, big ticket and recurring revenue streams, it's game changing. And again, if you want to learn how to make this shift and to make this focus in your marketing and your messaging, all of my courses and resources, so Playmaker Society specifically, is linked in the show notes. So let me know if you want to add anything or if you have any questions. My Instagram is also linked. And the best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great day and I will see you right back here on Friday. 